time to go. No, I'm a star! Please, I'm a star! I am Dracula. Hi, I'm Jackie. Wanna play? Have you checked the children's children? We all go a little mad sometimes. Movies don't create psychos. Movies make psychos more creative. Hello and welcome back to another episode of From Dust Till Dawn. I am your hosty with the mosty Dawn Lahi. Welcome back, beautiful, beautiful pearls. This is a horror movie review podcast where we like to review horror movies. The way that we choose our horror movie is that we go to a horror movie generator, we hit generate, and it gives us a movie, we watch it, and then we do a little podcast. And I'm pretty sure this is the first time that we've ever had a... A continuation of a story, but this is technically a prequel. But the generator gave us 2022's Pearl, uh, directed and written by Ty West on IMDb. This got a seven, and on Rotten Tomatoes, it got a 91. Uh, and also, it was also written by Mia Goth as well. They uh, collaborated on this. And the plot reads, in 1918, a young woman on the brink of madness pursues stardom in a desperate attempt to escape the drudgery, isolation, and lovelessness on her parents' farm. Yeah, that gets down to the brinky bones of this uh, story. This is also a prequel to the uh, movie X, which we covered... That would have been, oh, I don't know, episode 10, right? Episode 10 of season one. So go back and listen to that before, definitely before you watch this movie, maybe watch X, but there wasn't a lot of connections. I mean, there was all obviously a a couple connections to the, to the, um, successor of this film X, like the the crocodile and her obsession with murdering people. Um, But I'm sure there was a lot more, but God, this, uh, this movie kind of drained me to watch. It was uh, okay. Um, Like I said, it got a, a 91 on Rotten Tomatoes. I disagree with that. Now, it had great shots. Some great shots. Uh, some good practical effects in this, which I always like. But how uh, how far apart all of them were. It, like, it, the story didn't make up for that, I, I felt. Uh, the story was v- stretched out drawn out we had a real problem with pacing in this i I liked the aesthetic it was nice um i never really felt like we were not in 1918 i felt like they did a really good job with that there wasn't a lot of locations in this uh that they were gonna you know screw up on there was the farm uh and then there was uh the cinema that she went to to go see the projectionist but we'll get into that in a little bit later but uh it was more funny than scary and the parts that i feel like shouldn't have been funny were funny to me um like her dancing with the scarecrow or like pulling her mom down the stairs or just her running i was like 
giggling at it. So I was confused, I guess. Uh, I thought it was supposed to be scary. Like the kills were okay. They didn't, they weren't, uh, like you knew where they were, you knew they were coming from a mile away. You never thought, oh, okay, they're going to get away with, they're going to get away from Pearl here. No. So it just really wasn't scary. So I don't know. But uh, I did like at the very starting the um, title cards, very Wizard of Oz. There's a couple of movies that they were referencing in this. I feel like The Shining was being referenced. The Wizard of Oz was referenced, you know, on the farm bike. The, the bicycle scene just reminded me immediately of Wizard of Oz. Uh, and Psycho was referenced in this. Um, yeah, they kind of picked from all the, the greats and plopped them, peppered them within this movie. And I... Yeah, I, I saw it and I'm like, oh, that's where that's from. Okay, next, whatever. Uh, but yeah, the title cards uh, from reminded me of Wizard of Oz. Uh, the acting in this was Mia Goth was really good. Mia Goth pulled it out. She always kind of does. And you could see in this that she was fighting with who she wanted to be and who she really was. That's the obvious part of it. Uh, but who she wanted to be was this bubbly uh, kind of dancing sweetheart, all-American, uh, you know, daydreamer, gets dream, and lives a happy, happily ever after. Uh, but deep down, she was this uh, murderous little toad that wanted to get away with everything and yeah she uh but but it was it was a very personal and intimate movie because well it was it was very um like childish the way that she acted because she would kind of dance in front of the mirror and admire herself she would uh you know do a performance in front of the uh, animals in the farm and stuff. And I feel like as, as children, that's what, what children do, right? You like sing in the mirror, pretend you're in front of 10,000 people. You, you know, put a act on for your stuffed animals or something. I've never, I've never done that. Baby. Bye. 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 It's really hard to sing back up in the mirror. Um, I was never a front man. So that's the thing is, well, I, you know, I, I kind of was, but I was more of a Lance Bass. I was more of a, you know, uh, AJ from the Backstreet Boys. So whatever. But it's not about me. It's about Pearl. And yeah, so the acting was a bit uh, weird at, at some points, but I, I assume that was the, you know, creepy part that they were trying to adapt into it which which i got bit of a metaphor uh for her killing the goose killing mother goose shocker she kills her mom she pretty much kills all the characters in this film is it just me or okay so in x when i was talking about her i said that she looked like wendy from wendy's like the franchise and in this one she was giving me shelly duvall from uh the Shining, 
No. She was giving me Shelly Duvall like tenfold. So, oh yeah, the she gets like I don't know if this was what it was, but she gets like lost in a cornfield about ten feet in, uh, and then has sex with a carrot scarecrow. We've all been there though, right? Run into a scarecrow. You just went and saw a movie, feeling a little cheeky. What are you gonna do? Scarecrows, you know? They should be called love love crows. <laughs> Uh, but they're not. Uh, yeah, the, the, the scarecrow dance scene was, it wasn't, um, it, it wasn't weird. It was funny to me. Um, especially when she screams at it, I'm married. Like I thought that was hilarious. Uh, I, I, I didn't think that it was creepy. I just thought it was funny and I felt we- bad and weird for thinking that, this is funny. It's, that's she's crazy, but you shouldn't think that way, you know, about crazy people. Um, the shooting star scene was just corny for me when she made. There's so many unnecessary. This movie is a uh, hundred, or this movie is an hour and forty three minutes. Does not need to be that long, especially they were filming this while they were also filming X, which is crazy. They could have cut this down so much. Um, th- there were a couple monologues that I was like, yes, we we need these full in entirety, um, like her last monologue to Mitzi. But other than that, uh, we th- this movie did not need to be hour and 43 minutes at all. At all. The pacing of this was so slow. I... I I got it. She's nuts. The slow embark on showing that she's, she just made out and fucked a scarecrow. We don't need to keep showing little bits and pieces of her going insane. We know that she's insane. I could appreciate the, the formation of the scenes, but just how long they were, were just like some of the dinner scenes with the mom and her going down just over over the top and then we we had almost four or five dinner scenes with the whole family at at the dinner table and then like the mom freaking out at her and then her mom lighting on fire like i feel like we could have gotten into that maybe three dinner scenes ago and we get it too her mom's a protective asshole that woman was a great actress. The The mom is played by uh, Tandy Wright. She was also the intimacy coach on X, which I found really cool. But for God's sake, like, I, th- I feel like it was rushed. And it's kind of hard not to think that because they, they, they kind of got this green lit so fast. But we, we, we can just move on. You know, we, we can get through the story. We can add something else. You can take out 20 minutes. And also Ty West also edited this whole thing too, which I find myself, I make little shorts and it's really hard to uh, film something and kind of spend a lot of time on filming maybe one thing or, or, or how, or finding the way to get that and then being uh, editing it and then thinking, oh fuck, this is kind of, I don't really need to put this in, but man, it took so long to film it. It took so long to figure out how to get that certain shot. 
So I need to put it in here, but you, you gotta be, you know, that's what editing is. You gotta say we unnecessary move on, put it, put it in the deleted, you know, put it in the director's cut, but we don't need it. A lot of scenes I felt were just kind of a lot of waiting, a lot of waiting. Uh, I really was kind of fumbling around in this, um, hard to keep, keep my attention during this film. Um, looking at when it was going to, when's this going to be over? She runs away go, and goes and, uh, sees the per- projectionist sh- who she has relationships with, even though her husband is overseas fighting in the war. Uh, and then he comes over to her house and he just immediately sees a bunch of red flags. And I thought that was really funny. He sees a pig rotting on the front porch, uh, and he's like, okay, what did I get myself into here? And I thought that was, uh, once again, funny. I didn't feel bad for him. I'm like, you got yourself into this. Everyone always says, I'll walk you home. I'll drive you home. I'll bring you home. It's on them. Red flag, baby. It is waving. Took a while to figure out that she's crazy. And then it took a while to uh, really see her crazy side. Now her uh, projection on uh, her one e- side of her ego to another that was really good like i said though mia goth she's gonna turn it out so she did i also love the dress and her look uh when she goes on the audition and then she gagged her dad like she that was almost unnecessary i feel like because he was like a he was a uh paraplegic i believe um and and she killed him and i didn't find anything necessary with that but whatever like i said the the psycho reference when she kills uh oh yeah she pitchforks the the projectionist and uh kind of a weak death Uh, i mean she puts the project the pitchfork into his mouth and i thought that was okay that that's cool and 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 it was also uh looked pretty practical um at least I don't think they need to like use a dummy or anything. They could have just like edited that. No problem. Uh, so they're, they're saving money on this, you know, by doing these kind of kills, which I can appreciate from i uh, I'll like uh, from a short, short filmmaker. So another example of just too long on a pointless, dumb scene is them outside the audition outside of the church and it was like 10 minutes of just nothingness so drawn out so ridiculous looks great at the starting but then when we're still there uh fuck man like it it, kind of bummed me out kind of cool seeing her reality slip when she's auditioning and i mean like she's she like she's an actor and actors realities do slip so if she wasn't you know a murderous um human being then she'd probably be a good actor like most actors probably draw that line or walk that line that where they're crazy enough to think that they're you know actually on the titanic or they're crazy enough to actually think that they're in space they probably you know actually might think that they might murder someone and they probably you know ride that line all the time but she pearl our pearl didn't so 
it was really cool seeing her her reality slip in and out. Um, but that's what actors do. So I, uh, I I saw the the reference there. Now Pearl is a, a very relatable human being in a way, um, not because she murders people or anything, but she, she just has self doubts, and you you see she wears her heart on her sleeve, and you know she, you might see something uh, in her that you see in yourself uh, in a way. We all might think that we're the main character, and she thinks that she's the main character. And it's a good reflection on how no one's the main character. We have to uh, we have to be selfless, you know. So it was uh, a relatable character in some ways, you know. the The self doubt, the big dreams. Uh, I th- I I enjoyed that. Some really really good acting when Mitzi sits down. Uh, Pearl and says like is everything okay and and Pearl goes off into this whole monologue pretty much one one take one shot no cuts she goes off and Mitzi's like why don't you tell me what you would like to tell Howard and she does and it's uh, it's a really good chunk of monologue uh, really really good how she kind of goes in and out and she's almost realizing uh, what she's saying, realizing how she feels and kind of constructing it in that moment. So I thought that was really good and really good on uh, Mia Goth for getting that out. Ty West is very lucky to have Mia Goth keep signing on to these projects. I'll tell you that because some of the writing that he's given out, I liked X, uh, Pearl, uh, we were, it was pretty dry guy. But that was that was a really good monologue from Mia Goth. So good work. Then uh, Mitzi wants to leave because she sees that uh, Pearl is uh, probably going to kill her. Uh, and then Mitzi leaves, and then Pearl's right behind her. Great axe walking scene. Uh, you'll know what I'm talking about when you see it. Loved that. That was probably the mm, most horror shot. I feel uh, with, with everything in this. Oh, there was another psycho reference too. And that's the dead mom in the basement. Uh, spoilers for psycho, but uh, Pearl puts her mom in the basement after she burns her uh, and she dies from her injuries. I'm assuming. Uh, and the mom's in the basement. So same with psycho mom's in the basement dead. There's another little, Timbit. Pretty cool uh, at the end when Pearl is cleaning up all of her mess. Uh, and when I say mess, I mean all of the murdered human beings that she took down. Uh, and there was like a mirror effect on the editing. Uh, so good on you, Ty West. Good work, buddy. And then we get some gore finally. So this is almost like an hour and 30 minutes in that we actually see some somewhat good gore. So waited quite a while uh, to see that. And I don't know, was it worth it? You see someone's head get chopped off. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he's commenting on, maybe you're a psycho for watching this, wanting so much death and destruction in this and you're watching someone become a psycho and then you're like oh judgmental on this person becoming a psycho but you're actually the psycho because you want to see people's head gets chopped off but i don't want to see people's head get chopped off i just want some 
good pacing in a film about, you know, a murderer uh, in a horror film. And yeah, if that brings some, some blood, then let, like, let's go. We're rated 18A over here. And I don't think they got an 18A because she fucked a scarecrow. So whatever. Howard gets back from the war. He gets back from World War One, and he's more shocked with what he sees in the house than what he, I believe, saw in the war. And then we see the classic, uh, iconic now, the end smile um, scene with Mia Goth. And that's pretty much our movie. So an hour and 43 minutes of that. Mia Goth is a treat to walk through this movie with while she holds your hand, but she wasn't scary. Uh, you know, I've met people that act and talk like her. So um, not like act, act, but like, uh, you know, might be a little wild in the head. It just seemed, it just seemed normal. It just seemed, yeah, there's people out there that act erratically towards specific things. It's, um, it's life. Not everyone's the same big deal. Uh, now the murdering part that I've never met anyone that's murdered anyone. At least I don't know anyone that's told me yet. Uh, so if you were out there and you have murdered someone, uh, you want to just let me know just so that I, uh, know what not to say around you because people said the wrong things around Pearl over here and she decided to take an ax to their face. So, and I would like to keep my face unsplit please. So on this podcast, we like to rate our films with Don's dollars, $1 being the least amount of money that you would spend to go see it in a theater. And then 10 being the most amount of money that you'd go spend and see it in a theater. And I'm going to give this loved me a goth, love the aesthetic kills were okay. Story was subpar. If I gave Mia a nine, Aesthetic an eight, um, kills a seven, maybe six, and the story a four. I'm not going to do the math on that average, but I'm going to give it a four, four dollars in Don's dollars. Really missed, missed the mark for me. Wasn't happy with, I mean, the ending was okay because it was kind of ambiguous, but like it didn't quite the whole movie in a, in a, in a format just didn't do it for me. We really stretched a lot of scenes out and I get it. You know, I, I get it. Like uh, Ty West hit the jackpot with Mia Goth wanting to be in these films and also helping with, uh, writing and uh, ad-libbing and creating this character for him. Uh, but we need maybe a better writer to come in and formulate a story. Now, there is a third part of this coming out called Maxine, uh, which is going to be set in the 80s. Uh, so this would be after X. So we're doing a... Star Wars thing here where they're going to do the middle and then the starting and then the ending. Uh, so sweet. We'll see how Maxine is. And <clears throat> I want to thank everyone for listening. 
I want to thank everyone for following and rating and subscribing. I really appreciate everyone commenting on what they would like to see next, on how they would like to see it. Really appreciate everyone's support with uh, this podcast. If you ever find yourself in the room with Pearl, just remember, she's a fucking star. Love ya.